Hello and welcome to Money Mastery and Financial Planning, a podcast for women with your host, Rebecca Robertson. We're going to be focusing on maximising your money, creating wealth and empowering financial success. For more information about us, head over to our website, www.rebeccarobertsonevo.co.uk. Enjoy. <laughs> I'd like to welcome Nikki. Um, I could, can I, should I still call you Dr. Nikki? Well, it's up to you. And Nikki's fine. That's, you know, I'm, I'm good with either. <laughs> Another one. So um, those that are watching live or listening to the replay um, or our podcast, um, this is Dr. Nikki Ramskill. Um, I've known Nikki for a couple of years now and she's got a couple of different hats. And I feel like she's gone through her own little wealth or money journey herself, which part of the wealth series um, conversation is all about having different women from different backgrounds in different situations to talk about their money story so I wanted to bring Nikki in to share a little bit about her and what she's been up to and a little bit about her story so Nikki would you like to tell people what type of doctor you are? Uh, yeah so I've been a couple of different types of doctors um, over the past like 10-11 years but I'm now currently a GP and that's how it's going to stay so I'm not planning on switching on anything else <laughs> and and what do you like most about being a gp obviously you spent years studying yeah um so i was in obstetrics and gynecology to start with and i loved the adrenaline like running from room to room delivering babies it was it was brilliant but as you get older i think you start to realize what's important and for me i like the flexibility which you don't get in hospitals um, and I also was starting to miss treating children and men and everyone. You know, just, just everyone. Yeah. Like it's, it's okay treating women all the time, but there's only so many things that can go wrong. Mm, <laughs> and after right. that, okay. Go back to your GP. Cause that's not a woman's bit. So I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, for, for me, it's the variety. Like I really enjoy not knowing what's going to come next. And then you have to switch your brain to think, okay, now it's a new problem. It could be a cancer. Now it's, now it's just a tonsillitis. Now it's whatever. You've got to kind of like factor it all in. So yeah. Amazing. Mm. He said hello. April Blanchard, who's on now, said hello. You probably know Ray, April. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from a um, one of many crowd. Yeah. Um, so now you have another hat, don't you as well? So do you want to go, let's go back to the beginning just a little bit. And, um, Probably, I'm just going to ask my first question that I ask everybody, and that will probably allude to a little bit of your story. Yeah. Um, and that is, what does wealth mean to you? It's, a really, it's such a good question. <laughs> um, for me, it's about choice. It's always been about choice and freedom. Um, when I first started doing this, I just turned 30. And I didn't think I was going to be one of these cliche people that had a bit of a meltdown at the age of 30, but I did. Um, I quit my obs and gyne job and then went traveling and I didn't really have the money to do it I thought I had some savings, but I, it wasn't enough to cover that and all the bills I still had to pay at home after I'd left and all these things so I had a bit of um, a bit of an epiphany when I was away because I had time to think and That was the point where I realized you know what if nothing changes I'm never gonna get to do this ever again this traveling situation Yes, I'm doing it all on credit and all that stuff at the moment, but I want to do this again I want to have the option so that's what wealth means to me it doesn't mean having so much money in the bank that you can just sit on the cash and go woohoo this is amazing it's what can I do that will benefit you know that that positivity and that freedom that I want so yeah okay and so talk to us about how you started to do that then so what was your 
um, initial um, driver to make a shift or make a change with your money? The driver was the debt that I was in. Um, it was the medical school debt, which I still have got a bit left to pay off. Um, but it was also the debt that I'd accrued all the way through medical school, the debt I was accruing while I was traveling. Um, and it, that was the thing that I thought I need to just get this over and done with. I need to get it paid off. It was a one month where I thought I wasn't going to get to pay my mortgage. Right. Really starting to get panicky about and not sleeping very well and just getting very stressed. So I then turned to, I suppose, as many people do, you turn to blogs and books and, you know, I started reading the beginners. Uh, no, what's it called? The, the dummies the dummies guide you know those dummy series yeah. books. i forget the name of them now but it was like the dummies guide to investing and the dummies guide to um budgeting or something or something like that and it was a dull as dishwater it was really boring to read and <laughs> um, it was just yeah and um, so then i started turning to, to people like me and found various different people online um you know, yeah. ramsey's a big one um uh, Anne Wilson was another one like she's yeah. a big inspiration of mine Denise Duffield Thomas on blocks and why we can't get past them and things like that so all of these massive people mm. started helping me to see what I needed to do to get out of my debt and build wealth so what was the practical steps that you started to do if you don't mind sharing I think it's just no, it's, it's an obvious question and I think it, as you've, you've brought it up I think it's I, I should ask it that's okay yeah, no, no, that's fair enough um so with with debt um thankfully i was in a position where i wasn't so badly into it i couldn't afford to pay all the minimum payments on it um so what i started doing is i, I paid off the smallest one first and then did the followed the snowball method that you know the debt snowball that a lot of people talk about um would you like to explain that for a second while i let my my dog in <laughs> yeah <laughs> carry on um so with the debt snowball, um, essentially what you're doing is you're starting with a, you're still paying off all of your debts, you're still paying the minimums on everything, but you add in an extra amount of money to the smallest debt that you've got, you pay that one off, and then what you do is you add the payments you would have been putting on that small debt, plus your extra that you found, onto the next biggest debt, and then you, you keep paying that off until that one's gone, and, and so on and so on. So what you're doing is you're adding more and more money into the payments that you're throwing at your debt which means that by the time you get to your final one you've got all of those minimum payments plus your extra and then any extra things i had i was throwing at it so i'm very nearly at the point where this is all going to be paid off so i reckon in the next year it's gonna it's gonna have gone so yeah you had a job whilst you were doing that right so you didn't yes. then go and try and clear your debt and start a business for example yes, yes exactly <clears throat> and what advice would you give to people now you understand that process you've done it you've lived it um what would advice would you give people that are in business that are potentially you know not doing so well at the moment or maybe they've maybe made redundant was there any advice that you would give them like any top tips yeah i, I mean i think for for me it's about the stability at least i know that for me i've got a job that i can access if i need to mm. um if i need extra money and the shift to there i can do it not every if you're if you're in a business and you're finding that it's it's becoming rocky and unstable you still need to cover everything. You still need to, to get yourself to a point where you can actually feel okay and not be stressed and not having sleepless mm. nights. So it might mean having to take on a part-time job mm. to just cover those things while it's all a bit rocky at the moment and apply for absolutely everything you can possibly apply for. I mean, some people are falling through the gaps though, aren't they? Not everyone can get 
these business loans or these these um furloughings no and then they're unfortunately people bury their head when it comes to debt as a particular um so they're not you know to get hold of your barclays natwest any of these companies to maybe cancel a direct debit or maybe to you know make an arrangement you know yeah. you're having to stand hold for hours just to get hold of people yeah. um and so it, it's 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 the stressful situation is exacerbated even further but what's important is to not that let those emotions stick to you if you like and keep trying and keep speaking to people and if you can't get hold of one place one day try the next day and keep going mm. um keep having the conversation um and if you know you can't do the job that you are doing then you know become a delivery driver you know do a key worker job if you yeah. if it's possible i mean I, I don't know how much how many shopping centers or sorry supermarkets are recruiting now but a few weeks ago they had a massive um massive drive yeah um but we, we could talk about covid19 quite quite a lot but um and i think it's all that's all around the future proofing right it's that foundation and that stability yeah. um and that allows you to leverage your position to give you the choice of freedom which you talk about really yeah yeah and um, so where did you so what have you been doing so it sounds like you've not just because i know you have started investing too so yeah. you didn't just put all your money into clearing the debt then it sounds like no. you went for a two-pronged approach yeah so i i realized that when i was looking at my net worth which was ridiculously negative it was so embarrassing um if i paid off the debt that that helps to raise the net worth. But then also if I start investing or at least learning how to do it, like I, I wouldn't say that I've put masses and masses amounts of money in there because the debt has always been the priority. But my thinking was if I learn to do this now when I've got small amounts of money to put aside and just put some minimums in there, when I actually do have more money to do it, I can properly go for it. Brilliant. And I, and I like that idea. And I always say to people like, don't, um, when it comes to clearing debt, as an example, I do say to people, if you've got, say, um, £500 spare, I mean, maybe not quite in these examples right now, but you've got mm. £500 spare a month and you'd have to maybe not go out so much. You might need to be a little bit more frugal mm. um, and you have got um, you might use 70 to 80 percent of that to clear debt. And then yeah. the remaining you can start looking at, well, savings for emergency because you still yeah. need that backup. You don't want to yeah. get into more debt exactly um, and being quite frugal as to what you plan for and you goal orientate for but where you can start to invest um then the better and when i mean invest i don't mean like investing in a business that's going to cost you more money mm. i mean something that's actually going to give you a provable return that's tried and tested yeah. so um, i've been talking about utility warehouse as a, a direct sales example it's 50 pounds to join but you can it's a proven business model that you can get a return on whereas if you had to spend a thousand pounds to have a new website to have a a business that you've never done before yeah. then that to me is not necessarily a provable return of investment but you particularly didn't go down that road did you you actually looked at investing into funds and building portfolio you didn't buy shares you bought funds is that right um, yeah, yeah yeah so i didn't um i one of the things that I realized as well is if I put all my money into a few individual businesses, I've got no way of knowing if those businesses are going to do well or not. Cause I don't read the financial times. I, I couldn't care less. Like for me, it's, it's just, no. So <laughs> I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm busy, you know, I don't want to be bogged down with trying to work out trading methods. Like those people trade and that's fine. You know, if you want to do it that way, fine. Mm. But you've got to know, your signs for when things are starting to go off and you've got to have strict limits with yourself and not get emotional about it whereas with funds it's like okay i just put the money in 
and it does it itself and then every now and again once a year once a year i'll just make sure it's all roughly in the way i want it and then just rebalance it and start again you know it's that's that's it <laughs> i don't have to do much to it it's also about your success that you've had so you've you've, you've bought into the training you've taken time to learn yeah. you've um taught like you're, but you're self-taught in many respects you've not bought into like a ten thousand pound course or something right so not a £10,000 course. I have paid for courses um, to be able to learn how to do these things because I think some things like investing, like you do, there's so much stuff online that tells you to do one thing. Another one will say a different thing. And you read all these books, a lot of them American based. And you mm. go, I don't understand what 401k means and how does that fit in with what I'm doing at the moment? And you, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so actually having people go through it with me was really helpful but I didn't spend that well I spent money on a property course which I shouldn't have done um, but at the time it felt like the right thing to do I was sold on that um, I've seen I've watched your webinars on this before about the um, buying into people's idealistic dreams and all this kind of stuff so I bought into this person's ideology of you can invest in property without any money and people that are in it will say we're blind that you can do it and i'm not going to dispute anybody that says that you know whatever but i i don't agree I, I don't agree i don't agree that that was the right strategy for somebody that was busy and also cash poor as well so i felt like i'd been missold on that one but i learned right. loads of other really valuable things so for me right. I felt like I got a lot out of it, but it wasn't property that I got out of it. Really? So, yeah. yeah. Personal, personal development works like that, right? Yes. And, and, and I, I do get concerned about a lot of courses that are out there um, and um, how they position, you know, whether it's, you know, how to forex trade, yes. um, how to, which is a, is a big one. You know, you need to be awake pretty much 24 seven to forex trade properly, right. which, you, which those that don't know, it's basically trading on exchange between different exchange rates worldwide. So they're not, you know, the, the different trades open at different times of the day, sometimes in the middle of the night. Um, and your life has evolved around that just, just to explain. Um, and you might be talking micro pennies, you know, you, you need to be trading a lot and you need to be on it quite a lot. And you might spend thousands of pounds on that course. Equally, like you could learn how to buy stocks. So you might say UK stocks or bonds or it might be US companies or in dollars. Um, but again, you need to really have some real clear education. And like you pointed out, it needs to almost become like, it needs to be a love. It's something that you love. So yeah. I've been saying to my husband for, I don't know how long is it? Those that don't know, my husband's a head of IT for a law firm. And he manages massive like contracts that are worth thousands and millions of pounds. He runs a massive budget. His eye for detail is incredible. And um, his eye for business, corporate businesses are very good. Um, so I've been saying to him for years, you should, should trade because you look at the detail you look at companies when they were bought when they were sold what their share price was five years ago why has it gone down why has it gone up what you know all, all the detail that goes into all of that he thrives on it he tries to have conversations at bedtime about it I have to put a block on it and say look i don't this is work for me this is your hobby but it almost needs to become like a passion and love like something yeah. you really enjoy so but it's not for everybody so i think there's this like this massive carrot or stick to which way you're dangling it hitting someone or putting it in front of them like cake where you're like you want financial freedom and get you know become financially free and all of that and um, you pay my 
three, four thousand pound course and you can have the same too. And it does sound great, but like you've just described, you only sometimes come out the other end and realise, oh yeah, okay, I know what it is now. That's not for me. Yeah. Um, and I try and talk about these subjects in here and in my membership a lot because it's for people to decide where they're going to spend their money, that it's the right money that they're spending. Yep. Um, and we've had people come in and talk about property and they are very clear that there's no quick win. It, you know, it's, it's another job, basically. And I think all of these things are. But what you've described with the funds, you're still you've still had to go and learn about funds and how yep. it all works and what diverse portfolio would look like yep. and um what kind of funds you should be looking at and what type of companies you, you should be looking at and i get a lot of people that ask me how do i start investing mm. um, and as a regulated financial advisor if i told them go to hargreaves lansdowne and buy um these four funds um i could be um literally hung up mm. because a year later they could come back and say oh i haven't done so well no, I haven't done I, this is not worth Rebecca Robertson told me to do this um by the way I wouldn't tell you to go to Hargreaves Island because I think they're actually very expensive but that's another point entirely hmm. how would you suggest people that um I mean I do training in, in my in my membership and we're building information on this as we go in my membership um, but what made you what, the difference between learning it and then having understanding and then actually taking action what was the difference? What did that for you? Uh, I think it's when I realised that it actually wasn't that complicated. When you, when you know the bits you're looking for and you can see the theory of what investing does for your wealth in the long term, it felt like a no-brainer. It was a, why would I not want to do this? Right. And then when you look at, um, you know, you look at other people that have got wealth they all invest you know you read these books like the millionaire next door and stuff like that and and they are all investors they are all putting money into something um the simple path to wealth by jl collins talks about investing in well actually he just talks about investing in one type of vanguard stock which uh, like fund which yeah i don't know if i'm sold on that one yet but you know i would be not one fund yeah that's that's what he says to do he says put it put your money into one fund um it's a us one but he also gives the equivalent of one in in the uk as well um so when you you listen to that you think i need to be doing this too this yeah. makes a lot of sense i think there's me. a lot of fear though but making mistakes people losing money yeah yeah i can understand that and i think if, if i had a big lump of money i think i would be very hesitant but because i'm starting with small amounts and I understand the theory of the dips in the market and, and the corrections and all that kind of stuff. I don't feel as worried by it because it's not money that if it all went tomorrow, I'd be, I'd be crying about it. Mm. But if I had a big lump sum of money and my situation was complicated, I'd absolutely be coming to someone like you going, help. Yeah, because like the risk of taking like, I don't know, a few hundred pounds a month, maybe like 50, 100 pounds a month. Yeah to like maybe like a hundred grand yes so you don't really want to be messing about and there's um yeah so th no thank you for saying that I, i've not prompted you or asked you to say oh, no, no, but it is true it's true yeah thank you um so what where did you start in making your i'm not saying i'm not saying give your secrets away or tell people where to go or anything but where can people start then like where did you go okay well i'm gonna go here because there's about 
five platforms that you can go into yeah. and you can start investing um whether it's in direct stocks or whether it's in um funds mm-hmm. um but you need to understand the jargon right because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a huge amount of jargon and they all use different jargon so their idea of passive for one company could have a different terminology for another yeah. and equally actively managed so did you just literally read as much as you possibly could and yeah. so when you went on to the sites you could see the questions to ask yeah so i initially i had to narrow it down to decide which which one i was going to use and as you said there are limited ones that that are i would say are decent ones um and then once i decided on a couple i thought right okay out of these two which one do i want to try first with and it was based more on what how i felt about reading that site and how i understood what they were doing and i could see that there was lots of options so i have used hargreaves lansdowne and yes i agree with you it's not the cheapest one um but they had a really great customer service i could ring them if i had a question i go i don't know what i'm doing help yeah you get what you paid for maybe yeah Yeah, exactly exactly so it's um but since then i've done more reading you know you've got to constantly read all the time you've got you have to keep up with what's happening to a certain extent you know i don't not every day no exactly i'm not going to sit there and read as i said i don't like reading the financial times but i will read stuff i read i will read people's blogs or i'll read stuff that happens on the news or whatever and i'll and i'll try and absorb it as best as i can so that then has changed my mind about what i'm going to do next so so that's just how long so how long have you been doing that you've been doing it more than a year is it maybe two years maybe four three and a half you know i think think you know what your average return is right because i i've had the conversation with you before and i was was impressed that you knew (laughs) yeah yeah because i was what when i was looking at it i looked at on hargreaves Sandstone, and this is before the crash Mm -hmm. i was actually doing pretty well i think it was like 10 percent or 12 percent or something i can't remember what it wasn't like amazing but it wasn't terrible either now i I don't even want to look at it. I'm just going to just... Have you looked at it? I've seen that there are certain things that are doing okay and certain things that are not doing okay. And I'm just accepting that that's part and parcel of the way it is at the moment. Until things recover, it's fine. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, so in effect, your money's getting a 10% return and you're really not having to do anything. And is is that net? So that's after charges or before charges? So that would be after charges, yeah. Yeah, so you've been charged by the platform, by the investment strategy, yeah. and then that's what you've got net. But you've, you've, how much would you say you've had to either spend in money or, and it's a bit off of tangent, so, but mm. I'm sure you, you sound like you're very open to share. Um, how much have you spent in money and time to get to that point? So, oh God, loads. Um, Time, I would have said, when I was first learning, I was probably doing something every day. Okay, an hour a day? Yeah, something like that when I was first learning. And it was was becoming on the verge of obsession, probably a little bit like your husband. My um, (laughs) other half was a bit like what are you reading or listening to or whatever and i'm like i'm interested in this he's like yeah but everybody knows he's one of these people that knows how to save he's a really good saver. he's really careful with money so he doesn't understand why anybody needs to do any kind of learning at all about it because he thinks right. he knows it all he doesn't invest <laughs> so he doesn't know it all but you no, know so. no point. but i told my husband to do stock market and i've been saying that i wanted to move um our we had like the old unit like trusts for the children like old accounts and i've been trying to move it over to stocks and shares isa and he's been saying a junior stocks and shares isa 
and um, he's been saying no, 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 no. Mm. I'll cash it in and I'll put it into premium bonds. And I was like, no, 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 no. And he's been a massive, massive saver and a massive, like, um, like really ultra cautious. And even at Christmas times, so this is only recently, he said, um, no, I don't want to do any stocks and shares. They're too risky. It's going up and down. And literally a month and a half ago, he then started investing and he's bought into about, I think, 15 companies at the moment. Okay. Um, but he's only been allowed play money, which is money that we could afford to lose. Um, and I've worked out based on what his return is, it, it's about 11% net at the moment. Um, but that's obviously an individual stocks, which is another cup is a whole new uh, another another thing mm. but anyway so yes i totally get it a lot of men are quite are quite cautious but they're they're more risky than women um, yeah. uh, unfortunately so sorry carry on what would you say um so, that was, so we talked about time and how much money i spent on everything yes um, so if if i factored in the disastrous property course various books um courses other stuff that i've purchased um, I would say it comes to over 30 grand to learn. Wow. Yeah. But that, the, re the only reason why it's as much as that is because of that property course that I got right. into that I thought that I was going to end up. So the, the promise was that within a year of doing it, I would have made my money back. So that's, that's what I was told. Right. So when I was stupid and thinking that I was going to be able to do this and was, mm. I had six months of time where I wasn't actually working full on and I could do it. Yeah. I really genuinely did believe that that was going to happen. And I spent yeah. a lot of time on it. Um, and you got given a mentor and the mentor's telling you what to do. And, and then you, you sort of get the sense that they're pulling back a bit mm. and it's your fault because you're not trying hard enough and you're not going out there and you're not doing enough. And, yeah, it's very. It was very demotivating by that point. And unfortunately, it's a not a regulated environment. No. Um, and if you're looking at any company to work with, any platform investment strategy, I get a lot of women messaging me like, "Oh, what do you think of this?" Um, especially yeah. around ethical investing, and a huge amount of them are not regulated. Yeah. Um, in financial services, the, the financial the funds and stuff side, you definitely got to work with a company in the UK, UK based that is regulated by the financial conduct authority mm. but in terms of general regulation around coaching and, and, and in property particularly um or any trading stuff none yeah. of them are really regulated so you've really got to do your homework and get testimonials recommendations speak to people that have been through the program etc Hi highly mm. highly recommend that um so last question yeah yeah sure so what if you think about your future, what does that look like from what you're doing at the moment in terms of your wealth? What are you hoping and dreaming for? And what would you give advice to yourself maybe like 10 years ago? So if you could have a little word in yourself here <laughs> 10 years ago, what would you, what would you mm -hmm. be saying? Um, okay, so for me, it looks like having the choice to work as a doctor or not. I okay. don't like being forced into working because it's paying my bills. I feel that that's quite, for me, it's quite detrimental as a doctor because I, I get, I wake up that Monday morning and you're like, oh, I've got to go to work. It's that, it's that heavy mm -hmm. feeling. I don't want to feel like that. I want to feel happy about going into work and, and helping people because I know that I don't, I don't have to be there. I'm choosing to be there. So it might look like 
working one day a week and then I do something else for the rest of it. And, and mm. actually, because I've been focusing on this since I was 16 years old, I feel like I haven't had a chance to experience other types of work. Right. So I'd love to go and learn other things, you know, and I'm doing a lot of that already, but it would be great to sort of expand that a little bit more and do more speaking or do more, you know, writing or whatever it is, doing different things. Um, if I could give myself advice, it would be, don't be an idiot. Don't get into <laughs> debt. Don't do that course that's coming up. But well, then again, saying that, I wouldn't. I'd say I would still have done it because it's taught me so much. Like I can't. Yeah. Ever, I don't feel like I can ever say don't do certain things now because it's led me to the point I am now. So mm. it, it's a hard one, but it, it, it's more of. Maybe a, you'd wish you'd done sooner, maybe then. Invest. I wish right. I'd started when I was. As soon as I started working, it would have. If I if I'd been taught as a kid to put a bit away for investing, a bit away for your charity giving, whatever, and then a bit for your spending. Yeah. I think I'd be in a much, much better position now than I, than I, I am now. You were, so, right. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. So yeah. anyone that wants to connect with you, obviously you're a GP, so you can't help them in that department. No. But you're taking some of the skills and things that you've learned and you are, um, I, I'm, sorry, I'm really sorry, I've forgotten your, like, uh, your, your Instagram handle, because it's Dr. It's the Money at, Doctor, is that right? It, yeah, it's at Female Money Doc because I couldn't put doctor in it for some reason. Oh. I don't know why. But anyway, it's my thinking is that wealth has got such an intimate connection with health mm. that it's important for, for, for doctors to be bringing this sort of stuff up and bringing that awareness for people because I had loads of sleepless nights and stress over it. So if I was having it and I'm in more of a fortunate position as a doctor, other people definitely are going to be having that. And, and it's, it's about being that support that's not the oh you can do this you can you know you can totally do this in like a year no no it takes a long time like this is a, yeah. a lifelong commitment this is not just a quick fix type thing like exactly the what what you say to people as well so okay yeah. if they want to connect with you the best way is is that on instagram instagram or facebook yeah the female money doctor that's that's yeah. actually it that's it find okay. me and and do you have you got anything particularly at the moment you work in one-to-one -one, or you've got a program or um it's at the moment it's there i have got a program yes so i do help people from that point of view i am imparting what i'm learning and putting it into my way of explaining it <laughs> which is a bit different perhaps to how other people would explain it but it's i think that's one of the things I, i've learned as a doctor is how to break down quite complicated things and make it a bit easier make to understand so, yeah, yeah. I'm all up for that. So anyone that wants to connect with, uh, with Nick, Dr. Nikki, then yeah. obviously go and check her out. Thank you, Nikki, so much for your time. And thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing your insights. I think it's such an important thing um, mm. for us as women to share and be open about. Um, and I love that, that, you know, you talk, one of the things that we don't talk about enough is, is debt in a positive light. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for sharing that. And, um, you know, you're literally at the end of the light is at the end of that tunnel you're there and you're still making massive pos positive things to do in your life you know and I've been in debt I got into massive debt in my 20s and mm. um, I, I, we've all been there at different at different times so anyone that's needing help should be reaching out and um, asking the, in my group if you've got any questions come into the money mastery group yeah. um, and if you want to connect uh, with Nikki then obviously please do so I'm gonna send you lots of love Nikki thank you oh, so thank much you. for joining us <laughs> and um, I will well as normal I normally check you out on Instagram see what you're up to <laughs> cool Thanks for tuning in. We'd love to know your thoughts and feedback, whether we've helped you master your money or assisted in future-proofing your finances. 
If you'd like to get in touch or to see further information about our services, please head over to www.rebeccarobertsonevo.co.uk.